What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the question and answer podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. You can ask me anything, everything about the Catholic faith from morality to spirituality, whether it's a question about everyday life or what we believe as Catholics, I'm here to help you find answers. If you are a first time listener, be sure to follow our podcast. You can also hit me up with your own questions and comments at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell out A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats. And if the show has been helpful for you, you can share on your social media pages. If it's been good for you, potentially, it could be good for other people as well. If you want to receive show notes and any updates about the podcast, be sure to subscribe to my email list by texting Ask Father Josh to 33777. On today's show, we're going to continue with this Lenten theme, and we're going to be talking about spiritual practices. What are some ways that we can pray to help us to mature in our relationship with Jesus Christ during the Lenten season? But before we get into that great question on the interior life, I want to share with you a glory story. Oh, my glory story. So my glory story is this. <laughs> my glory story this week is uh, my school, y'all. I love Sacred Heart of Jesus School. I love these kids so much. So we, um, yeah, it's just a blessing. It's a blessing to be here. This week was amazing. We had a third grade concert, a choral concert, and uh, our third graders, they just sang their hearts out to Jesus. They sang these beautiful songs, and they were yeah, just the joy of watching them like sing to the Lord all these songs that they memorized and uh, praise God. And uh, yeah, they just, it brings me delight, you know, to watch them love the Lord. And then to, I got a video from one of my, uh, the moms of the school and one of her, her kids who's not in third grade, he's, he's younger in third grade. Uh, he, he was at home just singing all those songs that he heard at the concert over and over and over again, like praising God and glorifying God in his home. And, and that's one of the gifts of, of being at a school is that, is that we're able to plant seeds in the school um, and then they go home and they continue to, to cultivate their relationship with Jesus Christ with their parents and with their siblings in, in the domestic church. And so that was a huge gift. And then also with our sisters, the Mercedarian Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament, who are also here at Sacred Heart of Jesus, they did a little in-service for the teachers the other day, and, and they exposed the Blessed Sacrament and read scriptures to the teachers and just let Jesus feed into our, our teachers and our faculty and our staff uh, because these, these teachers are amazing, and they just pour into our kids above and beyond. And so the sisters... I gave them a space after school to just sit before the Blessed Sacrament, um, to hear the Word of God, and then to be prayed with so the Holy Spirit could fill them up so that they could then continue to pour themselves out. So it was just a really, really beautiful weekend. I'm so grateful to the Lord and my bishop for sending me here because I, I love this stuff. I love this stuff so much. It's so good to see what God is doing. Um, with that, let's go ahead and jump into today's show.
All right, today's question comes in from Beto. Beto asked this, Father Josh, love the podcast. A question, though, is there any particular way that I should be praying during the Lenten season to grow in my relationship with God? Yeah, Beto, that is a great uh, and very direct question. And I think that there are some some ways that we can uh, specifically grow in our relationship with with God during the Lenten season. Um, One way is by praying the stations of the cross, right? Uh, So every Friday, most churches um, have a team of disciples, whether it's a priest or a sister or a deacon or a lay minister or groups in the parish, the Knights of Columbus, the the Knights of Peter Claver, the Ladies Auxiliary, who um, will host these stations of the cross. They will lead the stations of the cross. And the station of the cross is like the passion of Christ. And so during the Lenten season, it's really beautiful to accompany Jesus in his, in his suffering, to accompany Jesus in his passion. And uh, it's also visual. So the thing is, is not everybody knows how to read. Not everybody has the capacity to read. And so while it is good to read the Bible, um, and I always promote reading the Bible, I also understand that some people um, aren't able to read the Bible because they literally can't read a book. Um, and so all of our churches have the stations of the cross in them. And it can be helpful for particularly those members of the body of Christ who aren't able to read to, to go and look at the paintings and to listen to the stations being read so that way they can grow in their relationship with God. But even if you can read, to read the, the stations, to read the songs, to read the prayers uh, that go along with the way of the cross, they are particularly beautiful and have the capacity to be very powerful. Uh, so I think that the stations of the cross are one way that you can pray during the Lenten season. Another way that you can pray during this season is by reciting the sorrowful mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary. Sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary, they again, they cover the passion of Christ. Uh, and so they begin the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, and then they, they go to the pillar where he was beaten. And then after the pillar, they go to the crown of thorns. And after the crown of thorns, they go to the carrying of his cross. And after the cross, they go to the crucifixion. So I think that you can also recite the rosary or listen to the rosary being recited, um, whether it's through the Hallow app or whether it's through a YouTube video or a particular meditation, uh, you can do that. So the station of the cross are a way you can walk and pray and look at paintings and pray and do it in community and pray. The rosary is a prayer you can do in community, but you can also do it by yourself at any time, in any place, in any space. Another prayer you can do by yourself, a very a difficult prayer that I just have never been able to finish in a year, there's this prayer called the St. Bridget of Sweden prayers. St. Bridget of Sweden allegedly was uh, given by God these beautiful, very painful to read mysteries of his passion as well, his suffering. And there are promises attached to this particular prayer. My mom, she prayed this prayer when she was like 19 years old and she did it for a year. And they began to question after she did it for a year if, if God was going to fulfill his promises that are attached to that prayer. And then one of her friends who she never told she prayed this prayer every day, uh, he went to the Adoration Chapel. And when he was before the Blessed Sacrament, he perceived the Lord speak to him. And he perceived the Lord say, tell Pat, that's my mom's name, he said, tell Pat that uh, I did hear her prayers and I will keep my promises. And so um, she was just shocked. She was like, wow, like I was interiorly struggling with whether or not God would uh, keep his promises that are attached to those prayers. So they're beautiful prayers by St. Bridget of Sweden. You could just literally Google the prayers of St. Bridget that pop up. It's hard to pray. I'll read you just one section. Oh, Jesus, true liberty of angels, paradise of delights. 
Remember the horror and sadness which you did endure when your enemies, like furious lions, surrounded you, and by thousands of insults, spits, blows, lacerations, and other unheard of cruelties, tormented you at will. In consideration of these torments and insulting words, I ask you, O my Savior, to deliver me from all my enemies, visible and invisible, and to bring me under your protection to the perfection of eternal salvation. Ah, oh. so it's just, yeah, he loved us so much that he died for us. And so to like focus on his passion, whether it's through the sovereign mysteries or the stations of the cross or the prayers of St. Bridget, or go directly to the scriptures and, and read the stories of Jesus himself fasting and praying for 40 days. Right, so as we ourselves are engaging in fasting, we might be tempted to give up. And one of the gifts of reading through Lexia Divina are through imaginative prayer, those scripture passages of Jesus himself who went to the desert to fast and to pray for 40 days, who was tempted by Satan, is that we can engage in imitation of the one whom we spent time with in adoration, Jesus Christ. Spend time with Jesus Christ throughout the gospels as well whether it's in the Garden of Gethsemane or, or, or just anywhere where he went away to pray. So if we're struggling with prayer and fidelity to prayer, he went to pray at night and in the morning. During the day, he, he left his apostles to pray. We need, might need more inspiration to go and pray more and to set aside more time for the Father more. How do we pray? What do we do? Where Jesus looked at the Father and everything he said and everything he did, he saw the Father do and heard the Father do. And so we too could do that when we pray. We can, we can see that Jesus, who's the image of God the Father, uh, we can see him and we can do what he did and say what he said. And so we can just imitate the Lord through Lexio Divina with scripture during the Lenten season or with imaginative prayer. Another thing we could do is commit to a holy hour. You know, the, Jesus invited the apostles when they went to the garden to pray for an hour and they chose comfort. And so to commit to an hour with Jesus, an hour in our relationship with God, an hour with the the love of our life, to attend to his wounds, uh, to, to pray that way, to pray um, in silence, to pray in silence before the Blessed Sacrament, to not be afraid of the silence, but to just be with the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, to visit him in his body, blood, soul, and divinity, because the reality is, is 2,000 years ago, the apostles were not attentive to his body and blood and soul and divinity in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so we have an opportunity to do today what they did not do yesterday. So those are just some ways I think that we can engage in the practice of prayer. Oh, another way, my bad, one more way. <laughs> Forgot this, this is actually one way I like to do it, um, is, is through music. So there's all these beautiful like songs that you can listen to during the Lenten season. Uh, so obviously the, the breviary is beautiful and the office of readings within the breviary are a very powerful way to pray uh, as well. But what I like to do is there's these, these nuns that I have their, their CD and I'm gonna pull it up real quick. It's called Lent at Ephesus by the Benedictine nuns of Mary, the Queen of the Apostles. And they have an entire um, CD of them chanting different hymns, songs to Jesus that are appropriate for Lent. And so they also have an Advent album and I think a Christmas album, but uh, these songs are super, super powerful. And so I would also encourage to listen to these sisters sing about the Lord and to the Lord in these these Lenten hymns. So those are just some ways that we could pray well during the Lenten season. With that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into our, our saint of the day who's connected with Lent for many of us because of one of the prayers that he wrote meditations for. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz. I am the host of the Catechism in the Year podcast. If you've been following along with us, you know 
that God's plan for us is a plan of sheer goodness, that he wants to bring us into a relationship with him. You know that already. One of the ways that God actually brings us into this relationship and keeps us, sustains us in this relationship is through the sacraments. Again, you might know that already. You might further know that so many of us miss out on the beauty and the power of the sacraments. But Ascension has an answer to this. Ascension has created two new programs. One is called Renewed, Your Journey Towards First Reconciliation. The second is Received, Your Journey Towards First Holy Communion. We know that our youth, they're our future. And yet at the same time, it's so hard oftentimes to reach them with this incredible news of God's love for them in reconciliation, God's love for them in the Eucharist. If you wanna check out Ascension's new program, Renewed, Your Journey Towards First Reconciliation, and Received, Your Journey Towards First Communion, go to ascensionpress.com and sign up for a free preview. And we're back. Quick reminder, you can hit me up with your own questions, comments, and critiques at www.essentialpress.com slash askfatherjosh. You can also rate and review the show at that same website. And uh, yeah, grateful to have you back. So Saint for the Show. Saint for the Show is Saint Alphonsus Liguori. He lived during the late 1600s throughout the late 1700s uh, from 1696 to 1787. So dude lived a very long time. And um, yeah, he was just, he was a boss. He was super smart. By the time he was 16 years old, he received a doctorate from the University of Naples in both canon and civil law. Eventually, uh, he went on to be ordained to the priesthood. And during that time, like Jansenism, this heresy was like rampant in the, in, in the church. And so a lot of people were uber, uber scrupulous. And because of that, and so he... Uh, was a reformer. He's one of those saints that was just a reformer. And so he would preach parish missions and he would hear confessions all the time and he would form small group discipleship communities. And eventually he began his own religious congregation, uh, the Redemptress congregation. We in Louisiana have the Shrine of Blessed Francis Xavier Silos, who was a Redemptress priest. And so uh, this was a group of priests and brothers who they lived a life of community, which again, like this to me is a model for all of us, not even just religious priests, but diocesan priests. Like there is something about living together in community. Jesus Christ sent us out two by two. So this whole model of priests, diocesan priests living by ourselves really isn't working. Uh, so we need to get with it, church, and priests should live a community life with community prayer. And uh, anyways, that's just my little rant for today. But yeah, he did this as a religious order. And they dedicated their lives to imitating Jesus Christ and primarily working in missions for people who were very poor or in, in rural areas. But man, just like Jesus, he poured to his community and they betrayed him. And uh, everyone who was his original companion, uh, all the priests, all the brothers, except for one brother, they all left him. They all rejected him. They all abandoned him. He went on to continue with the order. More people joined later. But then then he was ordained uh, a bishop. And so he was like, you know what? I don't want to be that. And I think he rejected it a few times, that invitation. But he finally uh, you know, said yes to God and surrendered to God's will. And he was like, what I did with the order or the redemptress, I'm about to do it on a diocesan level. And so I'm going to bring reform, not just to a few communities, but I'm going to bring reform to an entire diocese. And so that's what he worked for for the rest of his life. He continued to suffer, though. He experienced a lot of a lot of health issues, a lot of physical suffering, even some mental suffering, emotional suffering, and spiritual suffering. Um, and toward the end of his life, he, he suffered a lot until his death. Uh, but during his lifetime, one of the things that he introduced to the church was the 
his meditations for the Stations of the Cross that are available for many of our churches. Uh, his version of the Stations of the Cross are what most of us actually pray. And so that's why I connected him with today's Lenten special on prayer during Lent. Uh, you should definitely check out his Lenten Stations of the Cross. And so we thank God for the gift and the witness of St. Alphonsus the Good. And St. Alphonsus, we invite you to pray for us. Until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist, unless I see you in person at my church. Deuces. Deuces.